What's this? It's a camera. A secret revealed. Hey, hey, I think I've got something. Whoa. In all new Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I wouldn't know this. I don't want to know any of this. Welcome to the Urn of Ishtar, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes, Beat Me. This is a weekly podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago, and this week's episode is Season 6, Episode 18, Entropy. We'll be talking about the plot and characters probably from any point in time in the show, so spoilers abound for this episode, every episode before, every episode after, the comments, and probably other shows and movies. Podcasting is hard. It's just so hard. You have to learn all these complicated audio profiles and... It's a very long and important process, and can we just skip it? Can we just be podcasting now? Unimportant. Welcome back, everyone. Especially my wonderful co-host. Did you like that? Stacia. Well, forgot your name for a second. <laughs> Said your name wrong. Guy co-host messed up your name. My wonderful co-host, Stacia. Please say hello. Hey. And my other co-host, Daniel. Please say hello. Beat me pod hygiene is important. Mm, I don't believe that. One might I, say. You know, clearly. Hair, <laughs> <but>. <laughs> you just wanted to cosplay as a Jedi today. None fine. of us have showered today. Although yeah. I guess they don't, like, they do have hoods, but I guess more of a Sith thing. That's, we're not going to. Anyway. Do Jedis take showers? They just yes. magic the dirt right off themselves. They don't have magic. They're not wizards. <laughs> Are they just too good? They're on the good force side uh, that dirt can't they don't cling smell. to them. <laughs> it's probably the We're Lord. here to talk about Entropy, which Use was written by... <laughs> no, which originally aired April 30th of the year 2002, written by Drew Z. Greenberg. This is the third of six for him. The last one was Older and Far Away, and the next one will be him, season seven, episode seven. Directed by James A. Contner. Uh, VIP, James A. Cotner, 16 of 20 for him. Last was The Excellent Dead Things, and next will be the season six finale, Grave. Um, Stacia, could you please do me the honor of telling me what happened in this episode? I'd love to. Oh, wonderful. We open on the trio on ATVs hunting down a couple of vamps. One of each has a, one of which has a magical disc. Why they have this disc, we'll never know. Buffy shows up, fights the vamps, and they drop the disc, which Warren then picks up without Buffy or Spike noticing. Oh yeah, Spike's there. He sings the verse from his new favorite song, If You Don't Tell Your Friends, I Will, and Buffy walks away. Cut to Xander being sad in his apartment. Willow stalks Tara after a class again, but this time actually talks to Tara. Willow is adorable, and Tara explains that the strumpet from last week is just a friend. Hashtag gal pal. <laughs> Tara agrees to a coffee date with Willow. Buffy and Dawn fail at shopping because Dawn can't go into any of the sh- stores consequence of Dawn's sticky fingers and crabby hands. The trio do science to that disc from the beginning and it shows the location of something on a map of Sunnydale. Warren and Andrew scheme about getting rid of Jonathan. Xander goes to his apartment and finds Anya. He fails at apologizing and Anya turns away from him. Lucky for us, she turns towards the camera and her face transforms into her vengeance demon visage as she tries and fails to wish major pain on Xander. Anya then has coffee with Halfrek, who reminds Anya that vengeance demons can't dole out justice just for their own behalf. In a very funny montage, a la Checkpoint, Anya tries to get the Scoobies to wish Xander into a world of hurt, but none of them fall for it. She gives up and goes to the magic box where none other than Spike strolls in looking for a numbing spell. Quote, unquote. Numbing. 
<laughs> That's what he says. I know. Xander goes to Buffy's to pout about Anya and kicks over a garden gnome that has a camera in it. Willow uses the net to straight trace the camera feed and unearths a couple more, including one in the magic box. I should have capitalized the net. I'm sorry. Yeah. To give it more emphasis. TM. Yeah. The net. The net. Willow uses the net. Thank you. To trace the camera feed and unearths a couple more, including one in the magic box. Spike and Anya bond over heartache and supposed Scooby-hating, get drunk, and do the dirty on the research table. My favorite table. (laughs) Which is conveniently right in front of that aforementioned camera. Everyone, Willow, Buffy, Xander, even Dawn, watches the impromptu screaming... (laughs) <laughs> screaming webcam porn <laughs> for a minute they just keep watching that's a violation of everyone's consent and then xander gets real mad he grabs an axe and heads for the magic box buffy chases him down mid spike and anya confrontation and spike makes good on his threat to tell her friends about their relationship everyone is upset except maybe spike tara appears in willow's bedroom doorway and basically says let's get back together willow is stoked they make out the end Bravo. Ah. Brava. Sorry. Brava. Yes. Silent hand approval. That's a weird phrasing. Silent hand approval. Okay. (laughs) Let's tell me about No one will know what you guys are doing. (laughs) Wing nuts and silent hand approval. (laughs) Okay. Tell me about some facts about this episode. On a roll. Keep going. Keep going. I am the all seeing, all knowing Buffy expert. That's right. Uh, we see the Double Meat Palace on the camera feeds on Willow's laptop. So this is technically the last time we see the Double Meat Palace, but normally again was the last time we're actually at the Double Meat Palace, as I mentioned in our last episode. Um, the Spike's out of the bag. Everyone knows about Buffy and Spike's liaisons now, except Giles. That's a big KO for Giles. <laughs> yeah. He finds out in grave. <laughs> the cemetery, which Callie runs through at the beginning of Reptile Boy... Who the fuck is Callie? Callie is the girl that is in Reptile Boy that, that has gets like a stopped bracelet. through the cemetery. Mm. <laughs> who has the broken bracelet that they used to clue up mm. down the snake demon. Okay. I, don't know. I knew that because I know everything. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyways, so that cemetery is the same one used in this season six episode Entropy, where the nerds ride their ATVs chasing a va- chasing vampires. The graveyard features tombstones reading "Mother" and "Dad." Nice and vague. R.I.P. Yeah. Mother. <laughs> R.P. Joyce uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Willow's dress from Once More with Feeling is hanging on the back of her bedroom mm-hmm. door in the last scene with Tara Sweet. <laughs> Memories of a better dad <laughs> The last time they were happy uh, Last time we saw Xander you were just going to stop for <laughs> 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 Okay Alright <laughs> Uh, last time we saw Xander wallowing was about Buffy, all the way back in Prophecy Girl. Quote, that's okay, I don't want to go to the dance, I'll just go home, lay down, and listen to country music. The music of pain. Just gonna go home, lie down, and listen to country music. The music of pain. Uh, canon established. Pew, 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 pew! (laughs) Thank you. Avengers demons can't make their own wishes. (laughs) Yeah, we've never said that before. Like, like at least it's oh. ever been yeah. said out loud. I don't know if it was ever implied, but yeah, that I is. I don't think it's ever been implied. Yeah, no. So that's official. Vengeance demons can't make their own wishes, which makes a lot of sense because yeah. they would be like crazy powerful. Totally right? I mean, they already are powerful, but they're just at, acting at the whim of someone else. If they yeah, could they're little vengeance genies, really. Yeah, vengeance genies. Oh, actually, Cordelia says that 
doesn't she say that? She's like a genie. A bumpy, scary, evil genie. Yeah. What's up with you two in the leather? Uh, other facts. The camera in the magic box skull has been there since live serial, and yet no one noticed, including the entire audience. Mm. Uh, Buffy is using the weapons chest Xander made her in older and far away. Thanks, Drewzy. Drewzy Greenberg. Never forget, Drewzy Gruberg. He, Gruberg. he wrote Older and Far Away, and he's like, I made Xander make that chest, therefore I will show it. the chest. Mm. <laughs> Look, the chest, it remains. It is real. <laughs> uh, while shopping, Buffy and Dawn walk along the Third Street Promenade in Santa Monica, which is right by Venice Beach. And let me just say, they walked by Old Navy for the entire scene. <laughs> they just kept resetting and walking 10 feet. Old Navy. Old Navy. Old Navy. <laughs> Well, let's put it this way. If I wasn't gay before... And then, finally, if you were wondering, I know we all were, entropy is the second law of thermodynamics. It's a thermodynamic quantity representing the unavailability of a system's thermal energy for conversion into mechanical work, often interpreted as the degree of disorder or randomness in the system, which I think clarifies everything. (laughs) (laughs) So it's also, like, interpreted to mean that, like, over time stuff breaks down and can't, to a point of disrepair. Like, you, you, like, you can no, you can longer bring it back to the way it was. And that's kind of what this is symbolically supposed to mean. And that's what Tara tells us at the end, too. Like, things fall apart. You can't put them back the way they were. I always thought it was, like, entropy is that you can't determine where the cells are going to be until they're there because it's random. So it's just, like, pew, 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 pew. The cells are just shooting out. I don't know. Where, I don't know I don't anything know. about cells. What? What are you talking what? about cells? Daniel, you went to college. I have no idea. <laughs> what does entropy mean? Oh, I, I, mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you're talking the definition, about. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about cells either. But uh, <laughs> after looking up the definition of uh, of entropy, I realized that my whole life, possibly, I was confusing the word entropy with atrophy. Atrophy. Was like, sure. isn't this about muscles that don't uh, work? I'm real confused. Yeah. No. No, it's not. Anyway, thank you for the facts. And the plot, I feel informed about this show in a You're meta welcome. way and this show uh, in a non-meta way because I know the plot of the, the fictional universe and I also know the behind-the-scenes stuff of our universe. I know what he did was wrong, and if it happened to me, I'd wish his penis would explode. I never use that word anymore. Coagulate? W-I-S-H. Oh, wish. As in I wish Sandra. Oh, right. Uh, that word. <laughs> There's vengeance demons out there that are still active, remember? Anyway, Daniel, what did you think about this episode? Uh, I thought this episode was, was all right. Um, I want to die with Willow and Tara. Um, oh, I'm, it's just so sad. Next. And it's there's just not enough of them. So my biggest critique and probably the thing that brings it down the most is that, how dare you? Um there's just not enough however you know it does deal with the thing that i've been harping on for three fucking episodes now it's like the hell's bell stuff anya finally coming to terms like she is saying what i kind of wanted her to do in my alternate version of hell's bell so it's nice to see her be like fuck you buddy piece of shit um that was pretty that was pretty great i mean anya spike beyond great i mean great writing great like airing of grievances i'm super into their worldview and what they think 
um, when Spike said, you know, we've we should we should have been dead for hundreds of years and we're the only ones alive. I really like that line. And it kind of reminds you because I do forget. Oh, yeah. You guys are fucking demons and you guys have been around for a long <laughs> time. The Drusilla shout out was great. I mean, the only thing is like and I, I'm supposed to be like this, but Xander, just everything at the end with Xander is just I just wrote pass, 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 pass. <laughs> no, no, stop. Do not continue. Um, his, his, his reactions are predictable and that's great. I mean, I'm totally OK with that. I mean, the way that he reacted in Hell's Bells, he is just consistent, if nothing else. And it's consistently mind-numbingly stupid, and that's fine. He calls himself stupid and an idiot all the time, and he certainly lives up to it. So I'm going to give him his break. Um, but he's a fucking loser, and he shows it in this episode. And it's really like that ending is, um, you know, I'm, I feel bad for him in, in a sense. I mean, that would not be fun. But fuck you is, is all I got to say. <laughs> and, you know, Spike and Buffy, you know, that whole thing is finally out of the bag too. So I don't know. A lot of like crazy stuff happened, but I don't know how like um, earth shattering the episode really is. Um, I think we expected a lot of this stuff to happen, right? They've been foreshadowing this for a while. Okay. I'm gone for a couple of months. Oh, did I tell you about the demon eggs? See, now, now I know you're just trying to make me jealous. Right. Really, <laughs> Daniel, you hit on a nerve that she wants to She messed up reiterate. the order. She messed up the order. She thought she was going to be good at, at being the host from this from this side, and it's just not no. paying off. This is what happens just, when you sit in a different chair. No, yeah. it's because you give her more to work with than I do. She's like, what do you think about the episode? I'm like, it's good. <laughs> you can true. move on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, fuck. I didn't even think about that. So hey, she, you what always did you think ask about her this first. episode? Why don't you tell me? <laughs> tell me your thing. I can just edit it. It's not a big deal. This uh, is really oh, throwing no, no, no. her off no, no, being no. in the wrong chair. <laughs> the, the, I threw to you well, and purpose because you'd been talking. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. But yeah. I'm just saying, I think that's what threw off the groove is that usually I don't say that much about. Yeah. Well, okay. that was your chance. Anyways, um, yeah, I liked this episode. I think I've always liked this episode. Um, Like what Daniel said, I like... The scenes with Anya and Spike, we don't get to see them together very much. Mm. And this episode, it always kind of makes me think, like, huh, why don't they, though? They do have a lot of a lot in common that, like, the rest of the Scoobies don't, kind of pulling them together. And I find that the scene of them, you know, having sex feels very, like, natural, like something that would happen in a not a TV show, you know, that mm. you're just, like sharing grievances and you're like sad and drunk and lonely and they it makes sense for those two characters to do that together like it doesn't feel forced um and then you know i just feel rage about xander because he's stupid in this episode oh, uh and then on the same line i like the like contrast between you see these two relationships sort of crumbling like anya and xander and then buffy and spike and you know sort of the debris as those two explode but then at the same time you see Tara and Willow sort of mending their relationship and it's like really cute and sweet and I'm mm-hmm. glad that we like get to end on like a nice note. Yeah. yeah. The birds are flying again. Ain't love grand. That's a spoiler for next week. You can't just have coffee and expect... I know. There's just so much to work through. Trust has to be built again on both sides. You have to learn if... If we're even the same people we were, if you can fit in each other's lives, it's a long, important process. Can we just skip it? Can can you just be kissing me now? I like this episode a lot. 
it was really fun. It 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 feels so much like checkpoint to me. You know that montage that they do about the yeah. the questionnaire. Uh, what level of which are you? Five. <laughs> that whole thing, which is great. We haven't done that in a while, so I appreciated that. And even like the fun, bouncy soundtrack behind that little scene was pretty great. And the hard cuts, um, too, which is very old Buffy yes. as well, where we're in, yes, penis and whatever, and then boom, just right there. Like, <laughs> right, right, coagulation? Right, right. Like, good stuff. <laughs> I don't use that word anymore. Quite yeah. <laughs> All great stuff. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think that it was believable, the Spike and Anya thing. It's like, you're hot, I'm hot, we're sad, let's do it. Like, yeah. that's great like that that's a, a people thing do you remember they when they the last time the only other time i can re- remember them hanging out was at the bronze and they had a conversation similar to this where they did sort of talk about how they are like they kind of mentioned their demoness again like they bonded on the fact that they were old and that they were demons and this would have mm. been like a season or two ago but i just can't remember i might be making it up i just don't know if that's like a a more canonical moment things used to be so much simpler you know, you take the killing for granted, and then it's gone, and you're like, I wish I'd appreciated it more. To stop and smell the corpses, you know? Yeah. Now everything's complicated. It's a terrible thing, lovelies. I've been there myself. And it badly. Of course it did. It always does. Anyway, you know who we need to know. You know who we need to know? You know who we need to hear from is Marty Noxon. Yes. Because that's what season six is for. Just a short one, though. Mm. Marty Noxon, quote, The Spike Anya thing really worked. Those two characters have a real chemistry together, and it's fun to say, oh, that works. Also, we were just trying to put the knife in a little bit deeper. Mm. I Mm. guess the knife into Mm. Xander? The knife into Uh, Buffy? The figurative knife? The figurative knife into all of our hearts? Uh, That's not what I meant by the figurative (laughs) knife, but sure. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Spikes, spikes. Spikes figurative. Penis. Okay, great. <laughs> His figurative <laughs> penis. His literal penis. His figurative knife. Great. great. I'm sorry. Great. It's all about Let's... the penis. <laughs> Nothing, Nothing can, can defeat, defeat the, the penis. penis. <laughs> all right. Too loud. Very unseemly. Let's bring it back down to talk about <laughs> that guy that said that line. Xander. Stacia, this is your moment. You don't get a lot. Where you have just, just please say everything you want to say about Xander in this scene. In this scene, in this episode. Oh shit! Just all of it. <laughs> yeah. Some <laughs> Um. You know, I honestly, I didn't even really write that many notes about Xander in this episode because I just like I, I just can't. Yeah, I just I wrote. <laughs> I'm sorry. I saw your note. <laughs> Xander is so stupid. <laughs> Thunder stolen. <laughs> That's what I wrote. Xander is so stupid. Uh. So I guess my major points are one he. Seems to be under this insane delusion, and maybe this is just me. You guys should weigh in if you disagree. That they could still work this out. That him leaving her at the altar is just like a little hiccup they have to work through, and as long as they try, it'll be just fine. Whereas Anya's like, "But you don't want to marry me. That's a deal breaker. We're done. Yeah. End of relationship." And uh, he doesn't seem to really get that. Uh, and I don't understand why, because I, I think that'd be a pretty common reaction to being left at the altar is like, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't this isn't working anymore. Right. I'm done. Um, so when you get that scene where he sees them having sex, he treats Anya as if you've betrayed me because we're rebuilding our relationship. And 
Anya's like, no, we're fucking not. You don't have any right to tell me what to do. You ended the Xander, um, which is, again, why Xander is so fucking stupid. Um, So it's just, it's really frustrating because it's like, when you end a relationship, you, I mean, both parties, I think, often, you know, are in pain. It's sad, even if you're the one who chooses to end the relationship. I understand that. But if you're the one who ends the relationship, you don't get to tell the other person how they get to act after that. You don't get to be mad if they move on in half an hour or it takes them six months because (laughs) it's not up to you anymore. You made the choice that you don't want them in your life anymore. Um, And so you need to respect that essentially. Um, And so I'm just like, I'm really irritated with Xander. He doesn't have any right to be mad. I get that you don't necessarily want to see your ex boning. But again, um, not like she did it on purpose, which is the other thing. He acts as if this was done specifically to hurt him, as if any of them knew the camera existed there. Right. Xander didn't know the camera existed there. Anya clearly didn't know the camera existed there. I mean, if anything, Xander, you're kind of a shitheel for watching it. (laughs) So... Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't even know what to say because the whole thing infuriates me. I have a hard time feeling bad for him because I'm like, you did this. And I just, I want to like hug Anya and tell her it's going to be okay because, you know, like those, when she's talking to him in his apartment and she's like, you know, what would you have done? Because Xander's trying to backtrack and say, oh, I was an idiot. I would have, you know, fixed this sooner. And she's like, you would have called off the wedding sooner. This isn't that you freaked out, but you still love me and you still want to marry me. Like, that's something we could work through. But you're saying you don't want to marry me at all. And you just, you knew it for a long time and you just let me believe you did. Because that hurts so much more, (laughs) I think, than for Xander to just be like, no, I just panicked, but I still love you and it was a mistake and let's still get married. He doesn't get it, though. She just wants someone that's going to be nice to her. Yeah. And Xander's not nice to her. Yes. Honesty now. Congratulations, Xander, on being honest now. I wonder what the medal will say. Okay, clearly I'm not handling this well. Well, duh! All I want is for us to be together. I love you. I, I wish we could just go back to the way things were before. And I wish you were never born. No. Not at all. <laughs> that that yeah. That when Anya's breaking down at Spike and being like, "I just what if he didn't want me?" It's just mm-hmm. like, how could you yeah. possibly think he's a schlub? He's a schlubby nothing boy. Like, but why would you think that that you were the problem? Well, because she said, "What if he doesn't love me the way I love him?" Right. And I think that's fair because he didn't. He doesn't yeah. want to marry her. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, like he yep. didn't get to that point or doesn't love her that way or isn't, you know, ready to commit to her when she was and she worked through all of her shit and let's, you know, she's got a thousand years of baggage to deal with and oh, yeah. she did it for him. And it just it sucks and then she said like you're like the first person to be nice to me or something like that. Um Brutal. to Spike, like the first person to get what's going on and she had said like, you know, Xander, he was supposed to just be a fling, but then he was nice to me. It was just like she really just wants someone to like take care of her and be nice to her and he just couldn't fucking do it. And I was just like so sad. Well, she also you think of blames herself. Go too. Ahead. She was like, It's my fault. And I'm like, Yeah. No, girl, no, it's not your fault. Exactly. It's a bummer. Uh I mean, I think his reaction is very childish and possessive and gross, but like 
uh, I would not want to see my very recent ex having sex with somebody else. And, like, I get it. Like, there's mitigating circumstances. Who knew the camera was there? There's no way that it could have happened. It, it, Willow could have tabbed over. There, she could have tabbed over. What are you doing? Oh, my God. Willow. Just Willow. Have a bit of ball, chills. Mm. Have a bit the of fucking of chill. dropping. Close the laptop. Station was like, close the laptop. Wait, fucking just close it. What do you Close it. Yeah. God, anyway. They're all just sitting there watching. What the fuck? But, Daniel, I mean, like, okay, heat of the moment, you're in a situation where you're, like, very much still in love with this person, sure. and you see that happen. Oh, yeah. Do you think it's out of the realm of possibility that somebody would react like that? I think that's totally, like, maybe not a good reaction, but one yeah. that could happen. Oh, it would definitely, but it, it definitely would happen under the, the conditions, which is Xander still thinks that he is with Anya. So that's why mm. it's happening. Like, I think that if I'm sure once they have a distance and she dies, obviously, or whatever, like there's going to be other things like he'll move on. But he has not moved on yet. You know, so I think that he still very much thinks he's with her and can control well, what she does. So, OK, so I'm kind of curious about a little bit of, of his reaction, especially with the Buffy thing. So when he, you know, Spike says good enough for her and everybody's like, oh, God. Buffy and Spike have been boning. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's a fun revelation to add mm-hmm. to this little thing that's going on right now. Uh, Xander's reaction is, like, I can't really tell if it's more jealousy or disappointment. It's probably a little column A, a little column B. But do you think he still has feelings for Buffy, which we talked about pretty recently? Because, like, he kind of reacts like Willow in Innocence when she's, like, when she catches Xander kissing Cordelia. And Willow says, it just means that you'd rather be with someone you hate than be with me. So there's, like, a jealousy bit. But then also he's disappointed like how could you have sex with this evil soulless mm-hmm. thing and he you know he always puts Buffy on a pedestal so I was and like you know he's always been very anti-vampire sure. anti-demon especially if, if, in regards to Buffy uh, so I was just curious yeah. do you think Daniel do you think yeah. it's more jealousy because he still wants Buffy so that hurt him or do you think it's just like he really hates demons no. so much or maybe Spike specifically that that really riled him up no it is definitely is exactly what we've been talking about this whole time I mean she he still has feelings for Buffy and I think that he doesn't really care who it's it's Spike it's another vampire it's not him exactly what you said that's a great quote of you'd rather be with someone you hate than be with me that's exactly it and I'm sure that it, I mean, if it was a normal person, again, Xander's kind of a dum-dum, but it's like you you would flash over really quickly those last like four months and you would see all of the times because I'm sure he's aware. I mean, again, he's a dum-dum, so maybe not, but he constantly with the poking and all of the like little phrases throughout the series even that you can just go back to. Oh, you mean for kissing you and then telling all his friends how easy you are so the whole school lose respect for you and then talks behind your back. The red's fine. Thanks. I'll go with Peach. You like your men dangerous. You're in trouble, Xander. You are infected with some hyena thing. It's like a demonic possession. Dangerous and mean, right? Like Angel, your mystery guy. Well, guess who just got mean? Xander, you're one of my best friends. You and Willow. Well, Willow's not looking to date you. Or if she is, she's playing it pretty close to the chest. (laughs) Acts on on pure instinct. No conscience. Predatory and, and aggressive. In other words, your typical male. On behalf of my gender, hey. Yes, let's not jump to any conclusions. I didn't jump. I took a tiny step, and their conclusions were. Here, the only other person I'm interested in is, um, unavailable. Besides, Cordy and I are really getting along. We're not fighting as much, and yesterday we just sat together, not even speaking. You know, just, um, enjoying comfortable silence. (laughs) Buffy's white knight. (laughs) You still love her. Xander, I beg you not to help me. What am I going to do? 
I think about sex all the time. Sex. Help. Four times five is 30. Five times six is 32. Naked girls. Naked women. <laughs> Naked Buffy. Oh, stop me. God, Xander, is that all you think about? Actually, I'm sure he'd pick another night if he knew you were busy with Teutonic boy toy. What is that supposed to mean? Nothing. Riley's a doof. He's not Teutonic. I'm the only one that can pass the retinal scan. They're... Ew! I don't want to see that. Retinal scan, Xander. Yeah, relationship debris is kind of piling up on the Buffy Highway. It's understandable. Spike is strong and mysterious and sort of compact but well-muscled. I am not having sex with Spike, but I'm starting to think that you might be. Did you know that? Venice Glory. So I'm told. Good Godfrey Cambridge, Spike. You still trying to mack on Buffy? You want to get lucky? I still got, what, 15, 20 minutes? Oh. All right. Into the breach with you. Okay, breach me. Didn't take long, did it? Oh, oh, okay. Uh, you had to do it. Because he was there. Like Mount Everest. Like I used to be. We suck. We need new brains. I wonder, maybe in that moment, he just flashes and he's like, I feel like even more of a fool, right? Because I've been making jokes. She has been denying it. But really, she's mm. been sleeping behind my back. Just like my right? girlfriend is sleeping behind my back. <laughs> I mean, my fiance <laughs> is sleeping behind my back, right? So I don't know. Like, that's the thing about these people's brains. Like, I don't know what Xander thinks about them. I mean, friend or not friend, it's like, I'm sure he feels betrayed doubly and is Probably just furious at Spike. I mean, honestly, like, that would suck. I am curious, not necessarily in regards to Xander and Anya, but just as a thing that can happen in a relationship, if you are going to get married, but then you call it off, but still want to be with the person, is there a way back from that? Like, uh, being left at the altar is, is pretty pretty brutal. I mean, we do have the entire series of happy endings happy to endings. question for us, but <laughs> I, like... Because you said the relationship is over. But Xander's like, I don't want it to be. I just don't necessarily want to get married. So you think that's completely invalid. Like, doesn't matter. You can't come back from this. Uh, I mean, it obviously it depends on the two people. Because if they're both fine with it, then, you know, they're fine with it. But I think that most people, you know... I guess I would say, in general terms, for most people, marriage is the end goal of a relationship. Like, that's, like, the, like, penultimate, not penultimate, because that's second to last, ultimate, you know, (laughs) height that you can reach with a relationship, like, the most commitment that you can have. And so if you say, I am that committed to you that I want to spend the rest of my life with you, I want you to be my one person, and then the other person says, yeah, um, I mean, I like you a lot, (laughs) but I just, I'm not quite sure if I'm there, like, maybe in a few years, like, that fucking sucks i think that's hard if that's if marriage is something you want and something you wanted and you've especially you know pictured it with this one person for them to say i don't feel that way about you even though they say they still love you it's like what anya says did he not love me the way i loved him like that's just like hard to swallow and i think it's one of those things where it's like yeah if you want to get married and you think you're going to get married and you plan for this future and then the other person takes that future away yeah you could still build a new future with them if you wanted to but it's also like well where is this going i want to be married and if you don't like why should i wait for you you've had enough time to figure it out i know what i want 
you're not going to get there. I love you. I want to make this work. Those are metaphor intestines. You're not in any real pain. What's wrong with me? Anya was explicit, too. Like, I mean, if they were cool with it. But she, I mean, just before their wedding, they had that whole speech about our wedding is going to be a disaster or whatever, but our marriage is not. Our, yes. to being together is what we want. And Xander was effusively for it. And then he was just yes. randomly against it. And that. Why would Anya want to be with someone like that? Like, I think in this case, no. I think in general, sure. I mean, it makes sense if, like, you think you're too young or whatever dumb reason. Like, I think anybody can get through whatever they want to get through. Um, You know, skateboarder at the altar, you know? They got through it. They were probably going to get married again, right? (laughs) Or no, they broke up. But, you know, they they got through it and stayed friends. I'm sure that this could happen, too, if they wanted it to. But, um, but you know... That was not the same stakes. Like the stakes here were Anya wanted to get married and she did not get married. And that's not going to work out well for Xander. And, you know, and even just like him, you know, running through the scenarios in his mind and then bringing up the I want to spare you from from this nightmare, you know, spare me from what not getting married like you were still going to break it off. And she really like was blindsided. I mean, that does kind of enforce Hell's Bells, maybe make it better because it just clarifies like she is not just an automaton like she actually I mean, like, her character, like, genuinely is blindsided, has no idea about Xander's feelings. That, to me, is wild. I, I don't know how, but she really didn't. And now she's, like, because he's I guess, Because he's been open. lying. He's been lying over. the whole That's time, a, absolutely. At every opportunity, mm-hmm. and there were multiple throughout the season, Correct. where he could have said, you know, like, God, even well, the very beginning. gave him outs. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Like, even from not wanting to tell people they were engaged every mm. single fucking time. Every time she could have been like, do you really want to do this? He's reassured her and said, yes, of course I do. Of course I do. Of course I want to do this. This is all I want to do. Yeah. And then when he was like, this is too much, she was like, you're the one who said you wanted this to begin with. The only reason why I'm doing this is because you said you wanted this. And he's like, you're right. I do want this. I did everything for that man. Was it ever enough? Never. You're- I was always going above and beyond. I saved the Scoobies how many times? And I can't stand a lot of you. Me either. I hate us. Everybody's so nice. Nobody says what's on their mind. You do? That's why you're the only one of them I wouldn't buy if I had the chance. Oh. Really? Absolutely. I have nothing but respect for a woman who's forthright. Drusilla was always straightforward didn't have a single buggering clue about what was going on in front of her. But she was straight about it. That was a virtue. Xander didn't think so. He thought I was rude. That's because he's one of them. Uptight. Repressed. Oh, I am curious if either of you think that there is some weight to the the, like the demon angle or is that just been a convenient way to cast off his just being jealous like with angels specifically over and over again he's like i hate angel he's a vampire and i think some of that was true but uh it was mostly just because angel was with buffy did, did, like, does he really hate demons in that way i mean okay here's another sad thing that we never ever explore which is part of the huge amount of trauma that our friends never deal with vampires did kill one of his if not his uh-huh. best friend in the entire world uh-huh. be- besides willow so r.i.p michael uh that was not his name oh <laughs> Gary? what was his Gary? name <laughs> was- oh my god how dare you guys jesse jesse it was jesse oh, how could i forget your least favorite male name <laughs> wow way to put that out in the open <laughs> That's going to haunt me now. The internet's going to um, know. They will know. <laughs> um, 
Are you done? I'm yeah, sorry. I guess so. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I, that's the, a great point. Yeah. Part of Xander's problem is actually that Spike is a vampire, and he truly believes Spike is an evil person or evil thing. Okay, so we have two really negative reactions of Xander towards vampires that we are like friends with, Angel and Spike, both of whom have relationships with Buffy. <sighs> does he hate them because they're vampires, or does he hate them because... They, they have what he can't have. Buffy, yeah. And then I was like, it would be interesting if we had a female vampire that kind of like held the same sort of friendship situation. And I'm like, but fucking Anya is a demon. Yeah. And what's the difference between Anya becoming human and Angel having a soul? Well, or Spike having a chip? With the Anya thing, he made it clear even as recent as like Hell's Bells and leading up to the wedding that like you were demon friends, you're whatever, yeah. like that gross like kind of, you know, monster racist kind of attitude thing. So... I think that that is in him, and he is his. But his why isn't son. he that way towards Anya? Is it just that she she's was human. willing to have sex with him? Well, because she's human now. I think that that makes a difference. I think that he is there sees... a functional difference between a human and a vampire with a soul? Assuming that Buffy's not having sex with said vampire. <laughs> uh, yeah, that see that the angel thing is is interesting because Spike specifically does not have a soul, right? So that could right. be the argument. But yeah, why why, why hate, do you hate, I, hate angel? angel other and than, he hates angel. He fucking hates he angel. Fucking hates he fucking angel. hates angel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. So I don't know, Daniel. What but, do you think? Yeah, no. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I forgot about Jesse. I mean, clearly they forget about Jesse. We've all forgotten Everyone about it. Forgot about Jesse. I mean, he definitely, he definitely hates vampires. But I do think, you know, just like his line, which I hate when he was like uh, Mount Everest or whatever. You know, like right. I used to be. Mm. Um, and I was like, is that a <laughs> dick thing? Is that just like a yeah. mountain thing? Like, uh, you know, I used to be a place in your life. Um, you know, it's like that kind of thing too, where it's like. She, he wants he I I don't know he wants that from Buffy but he does not have that mm. so I think it's it's a it's got to be a bit of both right he he must intone the hatred of vampires and demons kill him right and I think he struggles with that with with Anya but I don't know if mm. he would like ever sleep with a vampire or get sucked L- Riley style from a vampire I don't know if <laughs> right. he I just don't think he would ever do that because I think his I don't think so. I don't know, but I guess I would have thought that about Riley, but then he slipped down the path. So I don't know. Xander's And he was cool with Oz. Everyone was cool with Oz. Like, no one had a problem that he was mm-hmm. a werewolf. Yes. And he, like, did kill some- No, he- no. Mm-hmm. He got out and almost hurt someone, but it wasn't actually him. It was, like, a pack of wild dogs that killed somebody. Yeah, I That's don't think right. he ever killed anyone. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I guess to be fair to Xander, to come to his defense, mm-hmm. which Whoa. is rare- uh, despite the fact that he has ma- massive negative feelings towards Angel and Spike, um, he doesn't have a problem with Riley. He likes Riley. And Riley, if the reason why he hates Angel and Spike is because, you know, they're involved with Buffy, then it should hold true that he hates Riley for the same reason. But Riley, he's friends with, and Riley's human, so maybe it is a large majority that they're, they're vampires. Yeah, yeah. great. Great point. I forgot yeah. Riley was a character. Yeah, Jesse, I remember I mean, Riley not be, so much. Just to be fair to Xander. Yeah, I think that's. I think he is being fair. consistent, and he's hated you know Spike since the beginning. And yeah. I wonder if it's like a betrayal, like you know Buffy, you and I, we've both hated Spike. Right. What or, the fuck happened? It's also personality wise. <laughs> just think about it. Like Spike and Angel are tough pills to swallow, and and Oz yeah. and Riley. I mean, we don't Angel's like Riley so per se, but like he's a bro. I mean, he, him and uh, Xander got along really well. So I think it's just temperament as well. I'm sure if Spike was, like, cool, but I, I just don't think they get along. So there's also that, yeah. too. It's just, like, even if I wanted to be friends, if I got over it, he still sucks per uh, yeah. Xander, you know? So 
Yeah, I wrote um, after that scene with the reveal from Spike, uh, Buffy will fuck Spike, but not me. Xander probably. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Quote, Xander probably. <laughs> Quote, Xander probably. Uh, and I had that moment when I was writing it where I was like, in this moment, is Xander more mad that sex, that sex, <laughs> sex had Spike with, that Spike had sex with Anya or that Spike had sex with Buffy? Oh. And I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it hit him like a, an avalanche at that point. <laughs> and that's it, why he sadly it, walked away. <laughs> I might be reading into it, but it felt like the two revelations hit me differently. Like, for Anya, it was like, you're for me, how dare you? Mm. And then with Buffy, it was like, that's disgusting, how dare you? But it's not like he was mad that Anya had sex with Spike because it was Spike. He was mad that Anya had sex with anyone. And for Buffy, he he was mad that Buffy would have sex with Spike. But it's like, why do you think so poorly of Anya? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he didn't explicitly say that obviously but that's the way I well i mean he was reaction. like you know i hurt you you hurt me i mean it's like this yeah warped sense of whatever with anya so mm-hmm. it's like i look at you and i feel sick like ugh, come on i think okay. he would have said that if it had been anyone if it had been yeah no agreed it was all yeah. a possessive thing at that point it, it was, was not because spike. like how could you pick spike it was how could you pick anyone? And with Bobby, it was how could you pick Spike? True. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm right here. I just got dumped. I know. I know. <laughs> I offered myself up to you on my wedding day, and you declined. <laughs> yes, he did. It's true. Oh, Jesus. Okay. We should have been dead hundreds of years ago. And we're the only ones who are really alive. So, Spike, he. <laughs> Did it. He spilled the beans. He said that I, I mean, in so yeah, many words, he did it. I fucked Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> Finally made good on his promise, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that he did it in that moment just to hurt Xander because we're doing a let's hurt Xander thing? Or mm-hmm. do you think he did it just because he kept threatening that he would? Or was he trying to hurt Buffy? Or was he maybe a small little chivalrous part of him, even though his chivalry ran out because she didn't drink the whiskey, was trying to be to protect Anya? Like, hey. You don't yell at her. Fuck it. I fucked Buffy too. So like, what is it? What do you guys say about that? Uh, that doesn't really make sense. <laughs> so what do you think? Why did he choose this moment? Just I kind of wish I had written down like the lines that he had said because I don't quite remember them. Wait, like with Anya or what he said specifically in the moment? Because he, he, what he says, said what's said right before he says good enough for. Buffy. Because you, I look at you and I feel sick mm-hmm. um, because you let that evil soulless thing touch you, mm-hmm. and then there's a beat, and then Spike just says, "Good enough for Buffy." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think he's just kind of lashing out, and he's Spike gets dumped on a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> like, especially in this moment specifically. Yeah, he's been, he even said earlier in the episode, he's like, Xander keeps like that motherfucker every time I'm around here. He says some mean shit to me, and it's not yeah. fair. <laughs> He's a wanker. Yeah. I mean, Xander's being mean to him, and it's like, you know, Spike didn't do anything wrong. He wasn't the one in a relationship. Like, he's kind of irrelevant as far as this whole thing goes. But then Xander's, like, coming specifically for him. So I can see why, you know, Spike would want to, like, defend himself and at the same time be like, really, Buffy, you're going to let Anya get, like, shat on like that by Xander when you also had sex with me? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess more specifically, I wonder if... Did he think that it was going to hurt Xander to tell him? Like, like you know, we're talking about the jealousy angle. Yeah. Does Spike have that, you know, on his mind when he says that? Does he think I, this is going to hurt him? He's got to know. He loves Buffy. He's got to know. Yeah. 
would I'm, think so. I don't. I don't know. We didn't. We didn't explore this enough to where there were like some faux moments where like he was going to do it and then Buffy stopped him. So we don't know when he was ever planning on trying to say it. Be, but I would assume that he would try to bring it up in the most not so much hurtful way. But why not? As Impactful, a dig, dramatic on fucking Xander. I mean, someone who yeah. has just been shitting on him for for too long now. Um, and that's what Spike does, though. I mean, Spike does needle people like that, so we wouldn't expect him not to. So who would he throw shade on? It would only be Xander, right? Who else is there to do it to? You know, you're not going to throw it in, like, Willow's face. I, you know, Willow would probably be understanding. Dawn already knows now at this point, so... But Spike doesn't know that, so I don't know. I mean, thinking about it, like, if you were Spike, it would be really frustrating to be on the, like the edges of this friend group and never be accepted and be used constantly by them. Like he's constantly being called in and asked for help. And, you know, Buffy confides in him and Buffy has this relationship with him that she's too embarrassed to tell her friends about. And to be with this other person who's been rejected from the friend group, essentially, and then be accosted by said friend group and being told you're bad and wrong for like trying to find comfort in each other. Like, I would be fucking mad and I would be like, no, I have a right to be here. Fucking Buffy, the head of this group, knows it. (laughs) Like, you would want to, like, lash out and sort of, like, claim your place in the group and even if it's, like, a sort of vulgar way to do it. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I, I would be really frustrating to be Spike. I think that you're right, though, Kelly. I think that it's more of, like, him... At the end of the day, I think that it was standing up for Anya. I think he's like, I'm not trash. I'm not the worst thing that's ever happened. <laughs> I'm not trash. I mean, like, Buffy had sex with me. And yeah. it's kind of a shout out to fucking <laughs> Buffy. You're going to let her get railroaded by this douchebag. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where's the solidarity? And he already said, yeah. fucked a lot of them. You know, they don't talk to each other. Mm-hmm. They don't confide. They're not actually the friends that they think they are. So you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to show solidarity with Anya. Because what we just did, while we maybe, you know, post whiskey, we're not really vibing right now. I'm not going to disown what I did and what she did. And I'm going to stand up for her. And I like that. I like that read. I think that that makes Spike a little bit more admirable. And it kind of casts some shade on Buffy, which I think she maybe rightfully deserves a little bit for being so embarrassed about Spike, which, I mean, should she be or not? That's a whole other question. But, you know, but Spike would say, fuck you, and has over and over and over again. So I think that does make Mm -hmm. sense. All I uh, think about in moments like this when they treat Spike like shit is in bargaining part two, I think, or maybe in Afterlife when he's like, I fought beside you all Mm -hmm. summer and you didn't tell me. It's just like that line is so powerful because like you are using, you guys use him all the time. He's the the weapon that you need. He is the only superhero you had in your pocket. I mean, other than Willow, sometimes. Sometimes we can do magic to fight. Sometimes we can't. Sometimes magic is drugs. Sometimes magic is sex. We don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, And it's it's interesting that you bring up the... um, when Anya and Spike are talking and say like they don't they never tell each other the truth they're like they're not actually the friends that they pretend to be because in the very next episode mm-hmm. Xander and Buffy will have a conversation and Buffy says what I do with my personal life is none of your business there we go. and it's yeah. like where are we mm-hmm. we're supposed to be best friends where's Jesse I am your personal <laughs> life <laughs> the relationship well, goodness or be- badness is not going to be yeah. very high on the next one yeah. I'm assuming oh god 
we can't. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, she said nobody, no one speaks their minds. And then uh, Xander, uh, not believing Anya, speaking her mind as a virtue, uh, sees it, seeing it as rude, you know. And, mm-hmm. and Spike is like, no, dude, you, you're forthright, right? I mean, that's. Yes. And again, it's like everything that I think Anya ever wanted. And she probably just suppressed it because Xander was nice. But really, she does have things that she actually wants from a partner or something. And she just never really maybe felt that she deserved to say that or she just needed to take what was in front of her and Xander was nice and that was good enough. And now she's like, you know what? Fuck that. I want to be me. And that's cool. And Spike will help her do that and then go off and and do his own thing. Everyone's taking their turn saying, Anya, you're weird. Anya, you're rude. Anya, you make us uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And for Spike to be like, you make me uncomfortable. Yeah, I know. It's really That would be really nice to hear. I know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think you're great. So... Good job, Spike, I guess, because uh, I I think my read on it is, I think it's a little bit of all those things, but I don't think Spike planned any of it. I think it's one of those things that he would just say something the moment yeah. that came to his head, but then after the fact, be like, oh, I got all of them. Oh. I fucking, yeah. that was a triple word score, man. I got hurt of Buffy's feelings. <laughs> I hurt Xander's feelings. I made Anya feel good. This is awesome. Yeah. That was a great moment. <laughs> Couldn't have picked it better. I'm going to go buy some cigarettes and some beer. And we'll celebrate. Yeah, which is my only thing, <laughs> my only diet from the grocery store, which makes sense because the man doesn't eat food. So, yeah. of course, he just has bags full of cigarettes and beer. Mm. Yeah. Squish, squish, squish. Guys have been running roughshod over you for years, torturing that perky little ticker. Aren't you sick of it? Don't you wish guys like that? Whoa, guys? I've only been four. Uh, three. Three. Three guys. And that's barely plural. Didn't each of them rip your heart out? Don't men like that as to... An example, Xander deserved to be punished. Should Tara have taken Willow back? So Ooh. they've been separated now at this point. If we're going by the like the airing dates for about five ish months, right? Since Tabula Rasa. Um, obviously, I want them to get back together. But uh, if Tara's only issue was, in fact, magic use, Willow has stopped using for what it's worth. She did quit. So if that was really her only gripe, Willow has succeeded. Therefore, they get back together Mm -hmm. but we both know that that is not the only problem that was on the table because the mind violating i would say ranks maybe higher i agree Uh, maybe the show show does not agree with you but we we agree with you for sure the show is very silly when it comes to all of this nonsense uh as it's just all especially galling to me when we don't get anything from willow not even a single line all it would take would say willow would say i'm sorry it wasn't magic I was abusing, or it wasn't magic that abused you. It was me. You know, like, so, so, I'm sorry. That's all it would have been, just like a single I'm sorry. But it just lets it go. Anyway, sorry. I asked a question, and then I just like, here's all these things. Daniel, should Tara have taken Willow back? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean. Why? Well, I mean, I because they love each other, and they're sweet. And we want it to happen. And we want it to happen, goddammit. I mean, I think that because the show doesn't address the the mind stealing and the gaslighting and all of that, you know, all the memes that we've done, they don't I don't th- know if they care anymore, right? Does it ever come back up? I don't know. Um because you're right. I mean, it's kind of galling. I didn't even think about that, but there is no I'm sorry, right? I mean, maybe she's apologized somewhere else yeah we have to you have to hope in order for this to make sense at all that it happens off screen but i think that's not fair yeah yeah. i think we need to see we should see that but it makes her kind of a villain if she doesn't do it i mean it kind of keeps her being a weird manipulative person uh i mean even just not closing the laptop i mean it's just willow constantly taking l's this season because 
she's either super evil or she's really incompetent and dumb. And it's kind of amazing to see. Mm -hmm. And then she becomes an evil villain in a minute. And it's like, wow, what a turn for her. She's stupid and evil. (laughs) But effective. She just kills somebody. Mm. Well, I mean, if that's all it takes, if that's the bar. (laughs) So, Stacia, did Tara have taken Willow back? No. Oh, Mm. counterpoint. (laughs) No. Tara's independent. She had a honey. I mean, she had a, well, we'd strumpet. Strumpet. This is like, I mean, it's really sweet and it's cute. And I love Tara and Willow together before Willow started abusing her. But like, (laughs) girl, she abused you. Don't go back to her. Even if she gets better, like, great. She can date someone else that she's not going to abuse. And I feel like it makes me really sad because Tara. Like, she's got a shitty family, and we see this, like, scene with her um, when she's having the coffee with Willow, or it's like, Tara doesn't have anyone else. She might have friends, but she doesn't have, like, family. She doesn't have, like, family friends. You know, like, the friends that become family, like Willow does, like, her little Scooby group. Like, Tara's been removed from that space, and she doesn't have anything to fill it. And I feel like almost, yeah, she misses Willow, but seeing you know, Willow recount all of these things that have happened in the last five months that Tara wasn't able to be a part of just because they broke up. I think, you know, almost more for Tara was the whole group she wanted back. It's not just Willow. She misses Dawn. She misses Buffy. She misses Xander. She misses Anya. She misses all of them, you know, and she wants to be like back in her room with uh-huh. Willow and like making shitty pancakes and throwing them in the sink for Dawn and <laughs> like living rent. a little yeah. stone life. <laughs> not paying rent, most know? importantly. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's so sad to think about Tara just like being lonely and like trying to be strong and then having this moment where she's like maybe this will be okay it really seems like willow's changed and we used to be so happy and it's just like you know it's fucking not gonna be okay (laughs) i really i really like love the ending because it is the the best things about tara and and willow Mm -hmm. which is like it's really sweet what a great little speech but i i love the dress from that event being behind Mm -hmm. which is a reminder of that and tara's speech is let's forget about all the trust building let's we let's skip over ever doing that and let's make out it's very sweet and like i know she doesn't mean it like realistically but she's going to be dead very soon and it's like they never did they never did do any of that work because they're they are so desperate to almost be back together that they'll just let it slowly unfold you know as normal people would i think that most relationships that got back together like that would do that but to have her pointedly say something like that it's really dark when she's gone, mm. and it's it's very sad. Friends are nice. Yeah, I will give it to uh, Drewzy Gerberg. I think that he uh, really does like them and really likes writing for them. Yeah, and I wish they were in it more. So much of Tara in his episodes. Yeah, I, I mean, it's really it's this sucks for so many reasons. But we'll talk about how much it sucks next episode mm-hmm. because that's when it's going to suck the worst. Um, I I agree about the family thing because she says that line it's not like being in a house full of family or mm-hmm. sharing a room with someone you love I don't think she's talking about like her family family because her family no, was fucking she's talking awful. She's about, about Buffy's Buffy house. and lose your entire mm-hmm. network like that right. yeah saying like I we, we all have friends you know tons of yeah. close yeah. friends like you're lying yeah. Yeah. I know. You're, you're, you're absolutely yeah. lying you have no she has friends but no one like them not like that girl yeah and not you know living with people is also completely different and just like such a bummer so yeah, I, I wonder how dark this is intended to be because she grew up in an abusive home, or at least we can only assume, 
it was abusive, at least on some level, if not physically abusive. But it seems like it was because Donnie does say, I will beat you down. I don't know how hyperbolic that was because it seemed pretty real in the moment. <laughs> sure did. Um, so I wonder if that plays on this yeah. at all. Like, if this is, like, an abuser situation mm-hmm. where, like, you just can't leave them for one reason or another, and then eventually you end up fucking dead. Tara, that's what happens. I mean, not by Willow's hand, but... If it's if Yikes. if it's there, it's really, really, really subtle. And I think that yeah. we've read into it. I mean, I, I think mm-hmm. you're spot on, but... I don't know how much is actually there to like, I mean, especially for like the fragmented TV watching, you know, without doing this sort of analysis, you're going to forget about that Mm. just week to week, you know, the lesbians never forget. We know every minute of this show that Tara was in. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. But if you, (laughs) but, but when you're a kid though, you love it. You don't, you wouldn't maybe pick up on that because you don't care. about. Oh, I never did. I I I don't care that she wiped her brain. I don't give a shit. Yeah. This is, it's great. Yeah. Get back to kissing. This is a normal relationship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's all that matters. Uh, Yikes. You know, I I didn't think about it, but because on one level it's like, well, they got back together now because they had to get back together now so that it's really fucking sad when Tara dies. Right. Um, but, you know, I never noticed or thought about the dress from Once More With Feeling. Like, that is when she's singing, you put a spell on me, you know, and, or, like, I'm under your spell or whatever, when, you know, Willow's literally fucking with her mind, and then Willow's got that dress hanging there when Tara's saying, let's not worry about trust. Yeah, so And you're just I, like, oh. That choice for the dress makes things really interesting with this scene, because it's obviously intentional. You don't accidentally grab that out of props yeah. or fucking wardrobe or whatever and put it on Could the door. anything. Right? So is this supposed to be like, oh, sweet, remember when they were, like, singing each other yeah. and everything was great? Or is it supposed to be darker? Like, yeah. she's making a mistake. Like, Daniel, you pointed out, she's saying we should do all these things and we have to rebuild the stuff, but just fuck it because it doesn't matter because I love you and you can still hurt me and just doesn't, I don't care, just hurt me again because I love you so much. Like, do you think it's supposed to be this is about to get bad or is it remember the good times? I mean, unlike her being drugged before, it's almost as if she's walking in asking to mutually drug one another, not in a physically way, physical way, but just <laughs> to be, let's, let's just go right now, skip the part. Let's just pretend like we just did drugs. And we forgot it all. And we go right on to the next one. So it's almost her consenting to forgetting just mm-hmm. unlike before she did not consent to that. But now, mm-hmm. and again, it, it, her own abuses, that might be part of it. I mean, I think that's a really intelligent read. But like, yeah, I mean, but that's what I see because they're both stone sober and we trust Willow. We have no reason to believe she's on magics, right? So like all of that has been played <laughs> up pretty well, you know, very humorously for us. But like it works because we believe that she's better. But it's very telling that they never have conversations. They've never said, I'm sorry. And Tara explicitly almost asked not to say sorry. And mm. why? Which is very weird. You're lesbians. So the hating of men will come in handy. Let's talk about Xander. Okay, so I'm going to briefly monologue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, I don't know how true this is, but supposedly, because this is such a stretch for me, supposedly uh, when Tara says things fall apart, they fall apart so hard, it's supposed to be a left... How many times can I say supposed or supposedly? <laughs> At least once more. It's supposedly a reference to William Butler Yeats's 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 Yeats. 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 William Butler Yeats. Yeats's poem, "The Second Coming." The first verse-ish of that poem is turning and turning the wired widening gyre the falcon cannot hear the falconer things fall apart the center cannot hold mere anarchy is loosed upon the world the blood dim tide is loosed 
and everywhere. The ceremony of innocence is drowned. The best lack all conviction, while the worst are full of passionate intensity. Surely some revelation is at hand. Surely the second coming is at hand. If Tara's line is, in fact, a reference to this poem, do you think that the second coming is Willow's return to dark magics with a K and an S? Or... (laughs) Is it Tara just giving into Willow again and accepting the potential consequences? Like the best lack of all conviction, all conviction while the worst are full of passionate intensity is like the part that really sticks out to me because like Tara is lacking the conviction to stay away and she'll she'll keep falling for Willow even if it burns them both out completely, you know. So like, do you think that the second coming is the second coming of evil Willow or is it just that Tara giving herself over to abuse again? If this is to be believed. Things fall apart is a really generic line, so I do not think this is the reachest of reaches. I don't know who decided this was the thing. That this is based on this poem. Um, that being said, you know English is what you make it, and death of the author and all that. So I'm gonna pretend like this is what was intended because I feel like it's what was intended in this moment. Uh, yeah, you could totally make an argument that this is about Willow becoming evil. <laughs> I mean, it's end, that's Daniel. a stretch. I mean, no, nobody would know that from watching. Someone this. did. Well, I where know. the fuck did somebody pluck this from? I have no well, idea. Well, I mean, people are multifaceted. Some people like poetry, Kelly. They just they heard mm. it and they know it. I mean, Bob Dylan's a big Yeats fan. Oh, what if I what if I consumed Yeats and I was like, oh, hey, that's on there. You know, somebody did that before. Um, I mean, but, but three words, things fall apart. Well, oh, that's more than likely, poem. Th- r- more than likely. I mean, that's a famous book by uh, uh, what's his name? Chinua Achibwe, um, the African author. And he that would be something that they would have definitely read in high school. I don't know if they're reading Yeats. I mean, not that they're the ones doing it or whatever, but I don't know. I, I didn't think twice about the things fall apart. The poem is great. I mean, you did a great reading of it. Um, I love the apocalyptic visions in it though and it's sad both ways i mean i think i don't know which one i agree with because you just read it but um but i think you can read into whatever you want to read into and i like it well what do you think uh i mean i don't know i think it's it's both i think in a like cinematic romantic dramatic fashion that it's both it's that like not only is willow capable of becoming a world consuming weapon, but Willow is uh, capable of hurting Tara, who yeah. loves her very much. And Tara is absolutely in. She is consenting. This is fine. Yeah. I'm going to just let this happen because I love her <laughs> and it's worth it. And we love it. So, we love to see it yeah. for one week. Yeah, for one week. Okay, well, before we get to the last 42 minutes of Tara's life, we oh have God. to finish this episode. <laughs> uh, and uh, if you want to talk about uh, a, a memorial for Tara, you can do that with us by, you know, talking to us on the internet at Beat Me Pod everywhere, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. Uh, we have a website. It's beatmepod.wordpress.com where you can find notes about our show. Um, I'm sure we will have references to... Yeats. Scenes of, yeah, Yeats and scenes of uh, men named Jesse in TV shows. Oh, oh Breaking Bad. Breaking there you Bad, go. Yeah, sure. All kinds of stuff on there because that would be relevant. <laughs> it's a ranking uh, of all Jess the Jessies, too. you know? Jess, like Jess. from Gilmore Girls? Yeah, yeah that counts. Boom. Because yeah. his name is definitely Jesse, right? No, his name's Jess. It's just Jess. It's just Jess. Just Jess. Just Jess. <laughs> Boy, Jess. Like, 
Oh, dear God. Anyway, yep. beamypod.wordpress.com. Also on that website, you will find a link to our playlist on Spotify that we do for every season that has all of the songs played in this TV show, as well as all of the songs played in this podcast. Wait. And you, and if you don't want to click on the link through the website, you can go directly to Spotify and search for it. What's the name of the playlist station? <laughs> Beat Me Fun Time playlist for podcast fans season six. Nope. Excellent. Nope. Hyphen to be damned. Hyphen. Yes. Oh. But but well. close enough. If you searched all those things that you just said, surely it would come up. So thank. Uh, I'm so excited to get it right. Enthusiasm. You can't take that away from her. So moving right along. What do we do next? It's time for the watches. I do believe. Daniel, is it not? Fucking shit. What comes next? What do you think comes next? I wrote it down. We got to yell. I have it literally in my notes. Oh, my God. Oh my God. What's wrong with what me? What is wrong with you? Okay. It's just sitting on the other side. You fucked it all up. It really, it really, we can't ever this do this. This is our new side. <laughs> Although, I love this side. I am worried that if we did switch back, which apparently is not on the table, <laughs> but if we did switch back, <laughs> that it would fuck it up again. Because I will have, in this one yes, week, become accustomed to this Zara world. Yeah. Mm. Fucking hell. You're going to have to do Dylan from over there, too. <laughs> I sit where I want for Dylan. It's just me <laughs> in this room. Okay? You cannot tell me. Sit on both chairs at once. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I do what I want. no God but entropy. Okay. We don't know what the word is. <laughs> I know what it means. I don't know what it means. Okay. I'm going to just say, oh, my God, the, sna- the snakes. Fuck. I'm not going to say anything. Oh, my God, the stakes mounted to the ATVs. The what are they going to do? Oh Stab them in the God. butt? Oh, come on, guys. Come on, Trio. Uh, They're so much more embarrassing Daniel. than I thought they were. I thought they were a little <laughs> tiny bit more menacing. and They're just a bunch of fucking losers. It's unbelievable. With the strongest magic in the yes, world. Yes, they are. Yep. We we didn't even talk about it, but fucking Dawn stealing shit. Like, they're going off. Where are they? Are they in Sunnydale? The implication is they are because she's stealing stuff. That's what Stacia said. Yeah, it's mm. unbelievable. Are you kidding me? You're gonna say that this like little metropolis place is Sunnydale? There's so many people I mean, there. Sunnydale does not have an Old Navy. There's no way they've never heard of Old Navy. Like, look at this place. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, are you kidding me? That's like a promenade. It's like Pearl Street in in Colorado. Yes. Like, what are we doing? It's the Santa Monica promenade. Sure. Um, we, I guess we've never been to the mall. Yeah, we just so. have to believe in our heart. This, this is the mall? This is the, that, that's, yes. The outdoor that's mall? The, the outdoor mall. Boo. No, that's fucked up. I'm sorry. Boo. Um, why does Anya's demon face change? Is it because she's a new demon now? It's because we forgot what the old one looked like. We didn't want to waste the time on makeup to recreate it. And also, maybe CG, CG. was cheaper, faster, and easier. Oh, yeah. I don't know. CG but yeah, sure. it's just not the same face from the last time we saw Anya's demon face in Doppelgangland. Uh... It is just like it's Halfrek's face. So whenever they decided that Vengeance Demons now look like this, which is what Halfrek looks like, they decided that Anya should look like that too. And why it was done in CG, though, I do not know. I wonder if maybe they tried it in makeup and something just went wrong. Uh, and so they went with CG after the fact, like they laid it over. Or I don't know. Probably just I fast. have no information on it's that. It's probably just quick. I mean, it was really fast. They didn't. She didn't mm-hmm. even move. It was just a short scene. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it was, that. It was just easier to do. I would have liked it, though. Yeah, I would have loved her for her to turn around and be like, fuck you. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. That would have twisted this show up. And his penis explodes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, that is one of the things you said, right? Wasn't it? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. But why did we have to go there? We'll never know. Uh, I don't know. Because okay. we haven't said it enough in this That's episode. True. How long was Anya in the bushes outside of Xander's apartment? How long was she there? Oh, so funny. She never, did she go in that night or did she not go into the following night? Does she stay there for 24 hours? 
She's just living in the bushes outside their apartment. Pretty good. Daniel? Oh, God. I was not ready for that. Um, Buffy dunking on uh, – I'm still on my Dawn notes here. Um, dunking on Dawn was hilarious. Like, I'm definitely pro Team Sam, Team Doctor. Um, let her study. <laughs> let her – You know, let her be a part of the group or whatever. But she's like – you know, 15, you know, 14, 15 or whatever. And then fucking Buffy, when she says that you're only one and a half years old, I would like, <laughs> so it's like, yes, now we're fucking talking. I love this shit. Let's go. So That's what good. I want people to acknowledge. And they just kind of skirt to it. But she's being realistic <laughs> here. I love it. Yeah. I think canonically Dawn is 16. Fair enough. Just about to be 16 or something like that. So she's 100% correct when she says, oh, you're you guys were doing this when you were my age. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. For sure. For sure. I thought it was really funny. Uh, we already touched on this Anya's little trek through all the friends to try to get them to Cursander. But when she's with uh, Willow and Tara, she said, if you love men so much, go love men. I, like, Hilarious. I can't believe the whole time during the Willow and Tara scene, all they do is talk about lesbian porn and Xander watching it. They yeah. never actually even really They're talk about like, cursing oh. Xander at all, even a little bit. It's unbelievable. <laughs> So good. Yeah, and just Tara's face when Willow says girl on girl is uncomfortable. <laughs> it was uncomfortable for me to watch. Speaking it was uncomfortable for all of us. It was of that wild. scene indirectly, but lesbians specifically. Yeah. They go on one date and they're moving back into each other. Hey, yo. Moving back into each, to each other. other. In with each other. Uh-huh. Into each other. Yep. <laughs> the second coming. Into... Daniel. Oh, uh, oh hello. Uh, you can't. <laughs> oh, you already said the country can't. music, music of pain. I, I was definitely going to shout that out. Um Yep. Willow's rocking, rocking a, a Chippewa Bay, New York shirt. What's up with that? I don't, yeah. Weird. Mm-hmm. We just. It's don't... a very tiny town, apparently. It's got like 200, 200 or 300 people in it. Oh, wow. You looked it up. That's a Wikipedia entry. I did not. It was just oh. offered in one of the research mm. things. I didn't write it down because I didn't know if it was that interesting. And I thought you might. Mm, I did not. No. Failure. So anyways, cool shirt. Thanks, Willow. Uh, Xander's a gnome murderer. Oh, I'll not let this bro. go unmentioned. Bro. What the hell is that creepy little thing doing in my yard? Did Willow put that there when I was dead? Because if I had known, I would have crawled out of the grave sooner. Oh my god. Rude. Yeah, I have my note for that says, crap guy just broke some shit that doesn't belong to him. Because <laughs> <laughs> right before that, <laughs> Buffy says better what crap guy than not a live guy or oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, crap guy. I love Buffy. She crap gets so guy. mad about it too. She's just like, where the hell did that shit come from? <laughs> Was that fucking Willow? Did not authorize this shit. <laughs> I would have come back from the grave. I know. Way before this. <laughs> Such an overreaction. So and also, I think too soon, Buffy. I'm sorry. No, it's too soon to hear. Not too soon. It's <laughs> 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 great. Uh, I like that Spike is indignant, or maybe foe indignant. No, he seems pretty pissed off that that Buffy would dare accuse him of spying on her when he like has been literally stalking her for a year. Oh, like just standing outside of her window, standing outside of their house. For a year, and he's like, oh, me oh, 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 would watch you without your knowledge. Would How never, dare you, would woman? never. Um, to yeah. to keep it up with Don a little bit more. Um, mainly just to bring in the monks. Shout out to the monks. Um, we monks? used to love the pet store. Uh, they mm. just knew that. Um, you know, again, <laughs> monks are real people. They love pets. That's right. I like that they gave gotta, the personality. They gave the personality to Don to like pets. Um. That's right. I'm really reaching for the bottom of the barrel here, so I'll keep you up to date on the monk watch. No, there's no it's monk so watch. so good. I just never think about that. I never think about the fact that the monks put that there. And that was when they you talked about the one and a half. So it almost felt like a weird moment of clarity for them where it's like, I used to like going to the thing. And, you know, and Buffy just like snapped out of it. It was like, no, you didn't. 
you're one and a half years old. You did, we did not do that. You know, and then she's like, oh, no, slip back in, put the mask back on. We need to go back into this la-la land. No, you can be honest and say, Dawn, that did not happen. Your entire life is a fabrication. <laughs> None of this fucking happened. Stop it. Oh, God, brutal. I know. Poor Dawn. <laughs> Whoa. Um, I think we should use the insult ponce more often. Mm. I liked that. Yeah, that's so British, though. We're just not British. We can't do that. We're not allowed to use British words. Wow. I can say ponce if I want to. Like, for example, you're being a ponce right now. Oh, brutal. Isn't that kind of like a slur, though? I don't know. Well, we'll get letters. I'm American. <laughs> Fair enough. It's like get out of jail free card. <laughs> uh, how exactly is Dawn going to pay anything back? She ain't got a job. Nah. She, work. she won't. Well, how's she going to get that money back? How's she going to pay anything back? She's supposed to work. Yeah, well, she has not gotten a job with the huge motivator of we won't pay the fucking mortgage if someone doesn't work here. But That's she's going to get a problem a... anymore. All right. Yeah, we forgot. <laughs> we that, was, that was that one episode. We've moved on. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Anyway, Daniel. <laughs> Yeah, Buffy works part time at Double Meat Palace. There are no money issues anymore. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the cash is flowing. That's a great point. Um, I there's a birdhouse in front of the Summers' home, and I was just like, "Is oh. there?" Yeah, and I was like, "Is that Joyce's doing?" I don't think that I have would a photo be Joyce for sure. Yeah, and then that's when I got on the gnome, and then I forgot that they said the gnome was wait. The gnome was just a spy thing, right? Nobody put it there. Yeah. It was them. You're okay, right. so yeah. then I was like, "Yeah, is this just Joyce's decor?" Who put out the birdhouse? That's what I want to know. And I want to see Buffy get pissed at it. Maybe it was Tara. Yeah. Oh, see, yeah. that's that's sweet. She liked to make the house a home. I know. <laughs> she feels like a bird trapped in a cage. Oh. Her wings have been clipped. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, when Spike and Anya were at the magic box together and she said, I'll do my, I did my sexy dance for him. And he said, me too. Well, I have no dance. I don't know why, but that just was really funny. I have no dance. I have no dance. I wish that he did dance though. That would have been fun. I have no dance. He has a dance. That's why it was so quick to say that he didn't have a dance because he has a dance. What do you think his dance involves? Oh, whatever was popular back in the 1700s. (laughs) (laughs) That is He's the just right like waltzing answer. around naked. <laughs> that is the right answer. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so uh, after Buffy shows up on the scene with Sander and Anya and Spike, she looks at Spike and says, didn't take long, did it? Like, hurt that mm-hmm. Spike slept with Anya a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Like, that was the only way to read that, that she, in fact, was even a little bit jealous. Mm. But you don't think so? Well, I just... I thought it was implied that he had sex with that woman he took to the wedding. So that was my question. I was like, didn't he sleep with Tarantula? Didn't we have a yeah. conversation about he was going to go home and fuck Tarantula? And Buffy was like, yeah, it yeah, hurts. It hurts. Oh, memories. Mm-hmm. So what was that about? Did we just forget about Tarantula? Or was it just like... Maybe it was like, didn't take too long to seduce one of my friends? I don't know. It's just a weird yeah. weird line. It is a weird line. I don't know. Yeah, we, anyway. we forgot about Tarantula. How could you? Rebecca Rand Kirshner's <laughs> lost role. It haunts her. <laughs> Daniel? Uh, we mentioned Breaking Bad here. And, uh, you know, you're currently re-watching Breaking Bad. And uh, we get a plethora of syrup. Uh, this is a Walt Jr. shout out for breakfast time. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> I like the line about syrup having flavors or whatever Don said. Sir, syrups have kinds? Yes. Those all look like the same flavored syrup. Though. They look exactly the same. It's wild to me. And I'm like, <laughs> part of me too is like, 
after this, she takes to okay, so she takes toast out of the toast or the toaster, mm-hmm. right? She pulls mm-hmm. the toast out, and I'm like, I don't agree with this shit. I don't think that you're allowed to have pancakes with toast. It seems wrong. And it's, cereal. It's too much bread. Oh, this is this is not the first time that we've massively misunderstood quantities of food on this show. Mm, oh yeah. They're either John is either starving because there's nothing to eat, or there is a literal buffet on their fucking kitchen island. Remember when the Buffy bot made six hundred sandwiches yeah. and no one stopped her? Oh my god, her? that's right. I just, yeah, we've we've done this multiple times where we just don't understand how breakfast works. But, there either is no food or. Way too much food. And this is There's also no a reason you, that you're right. Money troubles are over. I mean, you can just make up a whole thing <laughs> of toast. Large ass, it man. doesn't matter. Hyper bourgeois <laughs> consumption. Okay. We're back in town, baby. I do think that Daniel brings up a very important point. Like, if you went out to breakfast with someone and they ordered pancakes with a side of toast, would you, like, question that at all? <laughs> No. You wouldn't think that was weird. Hey, you take that up with Denny's, okay? Because that's definitely an option, I'm sure. Is if you it? get some, that's the Grand so Slam, I believe no, it comes with no. hotcakes, sausage, eggs, and toast. I don't. A nice piece of sourdough no. to mop up that syrup. Mm, I what are mean, you talking about? That's what the pancakes are for. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I think you're right, which is maybe <laughs> I'm, I hate it, though. I, I disagree. I just disagree. No, thanks. I'm with you, Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I agree it's egregious. Yeah. But I don't think it's outside of a norm. The next time you make pancakes, I'm making toast and I'm making you eat it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a threat. My eyes while I just yes. I don't want it. And I'll be like, "That's right, you don't, (laughs) because you have pancakes." Jesus Christ, whose turn is it? Is it your turn? Yeah. <laughs> Can't be my turn. That's fine. Oh, yeah, you started. It's done. It's breakfast. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, oh, the only thing I have left really is I thought it was really poignant at the end. Uh, Spike starts to say, like, I wish, and then Xander stops him. Anya stops him. Or, yeah, sorry. Anya stops him. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, she's been the entire episode trying to get her wish. And then when she finally has it, she doesn't want it anymore because the whole thing already fucking sucks. Like, she yeah. essentially got her revenge. And she's like, this is terrible. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, poor Anya. I know, because she wanted to hurt him so bad. She wanted him to feel like she yeah. feels. And then it happened. And, and now oh, she's sad. like, oh, it sucks. I know. It's a bummer. <laughs> now everyone's sad. That's how it goes, man. I, know. I wish you felt the pain of a thousand searing pokers boiling your heart in its own juices. Okay, I have another bonus question that I th- found at the end. So, Willow's kind of quick to say friends anytime Tara's like, you know, mm. you know, we're I'm just not friends. pressuring you. We're, we're just friends. Yeah. So, do you think mm. that's all it is? Is that she's just trying to be like, I'm such a good guy. I would never. <laughs> if you want me back, <laughs> I understand that's fine. your boundaries. I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm not gonna. Finally. I would never. I would never pressure you. I didn't know if it was that or if she was like not ready to be with Tara oh. again yet. But <laughs> obvious she is. The second Tara's in her doorway, she's like. Tara? <laughs> Please? Hello? Can we kiss? Great. I mean, all she's wanted since they broke up is to get back together. I think she's just trying to be like, I understand your boundaries. Like, I learned from when I, like, totally violated your mind. <laughs> and now I get that you just, you want to be friends. So, like, I'm going to say that a lot so you feel safe around me. Yes, I'm safe. We're safe. I love you. I mean, we're safe and friends. I love you, like, friends. <laughs> hashtag gal pals. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah. so funny. Okay. <laughs> That's what I figured, but I needed to to hear to confirm. Yeah, Daniel, your turn. Uh, Buffy, talk. She she lied to uh, was it Anya about her 
body count? Three. She said four. No, three. Mm. Yeah. And that's, of course, mm-hmm. Angel, mm-hmm. Riley, and Parker. Right? That, never forget. Parker Abrams. I know. I had that's to look right. up his name. Forgot. Fucking forgot. Thank mm-hmm. God. In the dome. Jesse, last name redacted, <laughs> Parker Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why did Spike go for a numbing spell to begin mm. with? Why didn't he just go straight for the booze? As we've mentioned, the dude just has cigarettes and alcohol on him all the time. What was he? I mean, I think it's just like a plot demand situation. Need something clearly, stronger. I mean, he got the booze all the time, and it's not working. Yeah, fair enough. I guess so. Why not hard drugs? I don't know. Daniel? Um, I know we're going to talk about this in a minute, but I just want to laugh about Willow tapping into the fiber optic network. and Oh, oh you better goddamn believe The fucking signal relay routed back to the system, booby traps and firewalls. Like, this is 10 out of okay, 10. You're just thunder stealing at this point. I know. Come on. I know. I, I, I'll, ta- I'll, I'll, I'll take it out. I just wanted to say it because holy shit. It was just kept coming. Say, it kept coming. I know. I know. <laughs> We go okay. We, that's why, like, I should have ranked it higher because we go back to it three times. It's almost like three separate instances. Because I don't know that, like, outside of the first couple of seasons, I don't think we ever go back to the computer that hard again. That's a, or since they're all creeps. I can't believe they watched Spike and Anya have sex for so long. That scene went on forever. They just stood there and watched Spike and Anya have sex. No one closed the laptop. What what was Willow? Oh, my God. This was on my list. What was Willow even doing? Was she like, how did it take her that long to exit Mm -hmm. the application? Why did she need to properly exit the application? We're doing illegal hacking shit. What does it matter? Sever the connection. Shut the fucking laptop. Like, what? On a Mac. (laughs) Why? On a Mac, you take your four fingers and you swipe. And it swipes to another (laughs) desktop. I don't know if that's true away. for 2002. I don't think that's true. I don't think it's true. No, they've had those like hot keys or whatever you could set up. Yeah, since, like, that's probably. true. And I did have this. This is my old computer. I'm almost positive. Oh, the white one? Yeah. I mean, it would have been the be. same. Well, it was like. No, that's a like, little too you know, thick. On my laptop, if you scroll into the bottom left hand corner, it like makes all the windows go oh, away yeah. and you hate it. That four finger thing is another move. Like you can set mm-hmm. to each corner to do a different thing mm-hmm. and like different fingers to do different things. Yeah. Just... Nevertheless, the length of time oh, she that she is it. trying to close it or whatever. Everyone so left. And she's like, almost there, you I guys. Almost, I almost have it closed. If you wanted to not watch the porn for <laughs> another three seconds, it's like, I'm doing, it's over now. Okay. Uh, well, I will say in Willow's defense, and one thing that I love about old technology that we see is I've never in my life, and maybe you guys have, experienced a program on a computer where... There's no writing, yet you type furiously. Oh and God. so I would imagine... It's hacker shit, lady. Yes, exactly. I would imagine in this case it probably is a lot of effort to close a window because you've got to type all your shit out because there's not a button to click. And there's Application, please close window very fast. My friends are upset. You don't know what you're typing. It's just like complete chaos. I mean, from what I understand, she is literally like this screen here is just waves coming off of a location and then somehow it's tapping into <laughs> yeah, the like fiber optic fucking cameras <laughs> know, somehow she's tapping into cameras but only the convenient that three that we thing. need just... is awful <laughs> sorry kelly i'm not cutting any of this out you're just gonna have to rank it <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah that's fine we like i will just allude to see see 40 seconds earlier in this uh podcast 40 seconds oh, my anyway God. daniel Oh, is it mine? Wait, I guess that was yours. Uh, Whatever, go. I don't care. Oh, uh, we got, uh, I mean, I won't say confirmation that Andrew is gay, but we got a little bit of side eye about Spike being <laughs> cool. Um, I mean, the girl's hot, too. The girl's too. hot, too. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and that, that all was uh, fun, too, where it's just like, you guys are 
lesbians, you guys hate men. They're like, well, I don't know if that's really true. And she's like, no, you do. Yes, you need to. <laughs> and I was like, ask for like praxis. This is not very, come on, Anya, you've got a lot to learn. This is not, you need to brush up. But I don't blame her. She has some, uh, she loves capitalism. So she's, you know, she's having a hard time herself. So she needs to read up, yeah, I think. Is. Poor Anya. Uh, right before Andrew notices Spike and not Anya, in their the the nerd lair, there is a red flashing light that will tell them if someone taps into their feeds, and a fucking siren that goes off if someone taps into their feeds, and it's just like, what, why, what? So, I, am I curious if this is this a multi-use siren alarm system? Like, is, is like also if it, the perimeter goes off, or if is it just specifically if someone unearths our camera? Yeah, they knew siren time. They knew. They didn't say, oh, someone's oh. here. They said someone's in our fucking camera. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. How would you know if someone was at your house, if it was, you know, meant to go off for any intrusion? It just seems so funny that you would go through that much effort and work to, like, alert you if someone, someone tapped into our feed, as if that's going to undo the whole thing. Because it's not like the camera was, oh, I guess it's tracing the location to them. Mm. It did. I guess. Okay. Cause for alarm. Cause for literal alarm. I take it all back. I take it all back. But also, Jonathan, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh my god! <laughs> delightful for people that have been spying on the magic box at the same angle for what appears to be months. How are they like? Is this the magic box? Who are those people? <laughs> Who's that guy with the bleach blonde hair and the leather jacket? <laughs> it is unbelievable. It's almost as if it's all in Buffy's mind and she's losing the thread. Oh God! This is evidence. <laughs> Buffy, your delusions have gotten so mean lately. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done. Oh, my last one is just my final note was uh, it's hilarious that Buffy and Xander are both cucks. They both got cuckolded and um, (laughs) super funny to me. And again, just like thinking about it being in Buffy's head, it's like, what a, what a, what a. What a dunk we on yourself. We cannot bring a 2022 concept into this hey, world. We well, have you know, did. madam, cuckles have been around for a century. Shakespeare. <laughs> W.B. Yeats also wrote about cucks. <laughs> Whatever. Yeatsy wrote about cucks. <laughs> Yeatsy. That's how you get the kids to like poetry again. Oh, you call them Yeatsy. Look at you. Get off judging me. When this is your solution to our problems. I hurt you, and you get me back. Very mature. No, the mature solution is for you to spend your whole life telling stupid, pointless jokes so that no one will notice that you are just a scared, insecure little boy. (laughs) Oh, my God. Daniel, update us on the watches, please. Oh, my God. Xander construction outfit watch. No, but we do see that the fucking trio. We see the sight. His sight. They got his sight. God. God, I fucking hate it so much. The Maroon Jacket watch, one of the most disappointing watches that's ever existed in all of existence. I'd rather have three DeHoffern watches over this. No, no on all of it. Fuck Anya's belt. Fuck it all. I don't care anymore. Don't give it up. I, know, I won't give it up, but fuck it. Uh, Dawn's piercing screams. No, but I did have another random thought about the monks. Let me just make sure here. Um Oh, yeah. This is more of a serious thing. I just thought of when I was putting the watches together. Did they program Dawn? I'm sure they did. And this is a plot point. But Dawn's desire to be with Buffy, did they they program that into her, right? Or like she I mean, came like about that organically? Family? The love of family. Okay. So it's a family. She's just, yeah. they are sisters. That's the bond. I just, yeah. I just, I'm curious if she could just sever it. I don't know. I just kind of was like, 
<laughs> artificial ties because it is fake. And yeah, I'm just yeah. like, I don't know. That world still gets me, obviously. I just want to talk about the monks all the time. Chips Ahoy. Yes, lots of chips. Spike uh, says, I take them on myself if it wasn't for this handicap. Um, I didn't ask for this bloody chip in my head. Um, and then he can't fight after he fucks on you. So, yep, lots of problems <laughs> for our boy. <laughs> Was that too graphic? Um, <laughs> we all watched the tape, did we not? I have to say, I should have said this during yelling. I just, the scene <laughs> when his shirt's like open and he's like leaning, it's just like so weird and gratuitous. <laughs> this is bad. Like just... that's that's how you're gonna pose when everyone's mad and screaming at each other. Oh, I know. Oh, when he's, like, oh, against we... the, the wall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like that weird yeah. uh, convenience yes. store. Yeah. yeah, it's almost off and his, his shoulder. Like, yeah. whole shirt front top is off, and he's just like doing this like pose. And there's a moment where he looks at them, and then he just looks away. Like <laughs> he could have <laughs> stood up or adjusted himself at yes. any point, and he did not. <laughs> he did not. He did not. It's <laughs> in- absolutely incredible. Oh, my God. Uh, Willow's becoming too powerful. I mean, we've kind of alluded to a lot of darkness here. Thanks to Yitzi and everything. Um, but no, but I think that macking on Terra is not not a flex of her power. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, a lesbian uh, power? It's, a, it's lesbian power. Yeah. Buffy has a personality. I said no, um, but it is. Uh, but it, but she's sad. She's a sad person. And she says, you're cramping my t- to Dawn that she's cramping your teenage style. And it just made me think about how sad it is that these kids grow up so fast these days. And like <laughs> Buffy herself is just a child. And she just also yeah. wants she she is a t- nigh a teenager as well. And now she's looking mm-hmm. after her sister, who, again, is not real. We can't stress that enough. And <laughs> all of a sudden, you know, you have your whole life taken away. Because you have a one yeah. and a half year old, you know what's going on here. <laughs> Dahoffern watch. Yeah, teenage mo- motherhood is always <laughs> rough. It's tough. It's tough. Um, Dahoffern watch. Of course not. Um, but I think this his spirit is alive <laughs> in Anya's you know inquiries. So I do appreciate that. Um, if Xander, this is an interesting thing. But I wrote if Xander was more forthright, I I wonder if Dahoffern is like watching or sensing because if if Xander was honest, maybe and again, maybe Anya would never take him back. But if he was forthright, exactly what she wants, you know, what they're both complaining about. I wonder if the the new investment into Anya would be thwarted. Like, would she maybe go back with him? What would Dahoffern do? Right. Mm. Because now she is a vengeance demon, but I see her on the fence like she she kind of maybe accepted to it and she's trying to do it. But I think she still doesn't know if she wants to or not. But obviously, at the end of this, she is like full vengeance at this point. And she already did vengeance. Well, so her own. Yeah, style. well, that's actually a plot point throughout season seven is that she's not quite as her heart's not in it. Yeah. And I think she we've talked really like about that, it. too. We've alluded to that. OK, so that's cool. I can't wait to keep that thread going on. Uh, Tara and Willow are on the pot again. Of course. Yes. Uh, Willow and Tara <laughs> are high in their hallway conversation. They, they're just speaking fucking nonsense. They are speaking over one another and they are just super cute and you love to, you love it. Um, and I just wrote here, knowing uh, her demise, it's criminal to not have more of them. Um, even involving them in the spike on your Buffy Xander bullshit would be fine. Um, and then it just got me mad about Hell's Bells. And I'm like, there's no real way for you to do this logically to put it all into one episode. But I'm like, I wish you fucking did so that we could spend more time with fucking Tara and Willow. Um, and then I'm like, I just want to blame it on fucking normal again for existing and being in the way and maybe being somewhere else so we can spend more time with our friend or just don't kill Tara. Just not yet. 
Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. There's not enough time. There's not enough time. Uh, and also she entered the Summer's home again without knocking and walking up to the <laughs> fucking bedroom. And monologuing. You can't just it's walk in house. a monologue. That's true. <laughs> she can and she did. <laughs> she can and she did. Uh, Michael Wicket, Amy Gothwatch. Yeah, some more powerful magic from Jonathan, the creation in Buffy's mind. Uh, Buffy charging $1 for everyone who asks if she's okay. I said no, unless I'm wrong. I don't think anybody asked. No, I, I mean, she just gets dunked on and cuckolded, but nobody asked if that was – if she's okay. <laughs> Books a million. No. No monsters, just whiskey as far as I know. And this was a weird uh, episode. No monsters, right? We didn't fight anything. Uh, the vampires at the beginning. Yeah, but fuck yeah. that. That doesn't, as you said, vampires Not don't count real, towards I the guess. monsters. Streets ahead, no, but we get that static shot from a somewhere that's probably somewhere in California, as, you, as you alluded to. Uh, but Buffy and Don walking down it past the Old Navy over and over again. Fucking terrible. Why did we do it? I don't know. You could have just walked down Maple Court. I you mean, maybe used they were it just later. Like, we always go down Maple Court. I know. We're always going down Maple Court. Own it. You use it later. Come on, just do it. Maybe SMG was like, I don't feel like coming in today. Can you guys come shoot somewhere closer to my house? Can you just bring Trachtenberg? <laughs> just, like, just, yeah, just bring Trachtenberg. Just pop her in. Yeah. Let's let's just do this yeah, real quick. Uh, John's biggest KO, of course. Um, he is being touted as an alcoholic. You know, he's just got booze behind his uh, his um, oh, right. thing oh, there. Right. And you know, I mean, as we've alluded to, he just kind of keeps taking. Lots of L's, and I feel bad for him. Poor Giles. He's coming back, though, so that'll be nice. Yes, he will, and I think just two episodes, because he comes back at the very, very end of Two to Go. Nice. For one second. I'd like to test that theory. Oh, oh, so excited. Giles is back. So excited. If only he had it on his uh, Mickey Mouse cap Mouse or whatever, brother. that would be cool. His wizard cap. His yeah. wizard cap. Yeah. Anyways, those are your watches. Oh, Boom. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you so much for that. I need. To, I cannot live if I am not updated on the watches. True. If okay. you have not been watched. If I have not been watched. That's a different thing. Okay. <laughs> that's what Spike does. Oh, it's time to rank this sucker. Please. I'm sorry. And thank you. Willow Hacks. We talk about the net slash something. Wicca This Way comes. As we mentioned, should have uh, something once I get tapped into their fiber optic, net- fiber optic network. We're going to use the feedback relay to get their signal routed into our system. <laughs> Nonsense. What are the booby traps, too? The booby traps. Like, oh yeah, right, booby traps. They have a lot of booby traps and firewalls what is and stuff. That? And then it cut to a picture of a target. And it's just like, <laughs> guys, you guys. I mean, admittedly, I am not a hacker, so maybe this is, like, very obvious. The joke's on us. Hacker shit. But I can't believe that's true. Uh, I only gave it a seven. And I, as I said, I'm, I'm, like, regretting that because it felt this is the most hack in action oh that we've gotten. The, the, that sentence. Should have something once I get tapped into the fiber optic network. We're going to use the feedback relay to get their signal routed into our system. I just like. They make. I was on NCIS. I know. Unrelated note. They make. They make Willow such a fucking goober for like these last like five episodes. She's been such a loser. And. Which makes her like rise great when she comes back. But like, I just, in these moments, they all she's talking about now is email and relapsing mm-hmm. and fucking this shit. Like, that's all she <laughs> has to offer. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I mean, even her being like, guys, don't go away. I'm closing the app. And then be like, Sandra has your axe. I can't do anything. I'm a goober. Do you think that I'm gonna go to bed. she went back to watch the rest of the tape? As I mean, I left. think she looked over her shoulder and was like, everybody's, everybody's going to open this up. Yeah. I'll, tell you, yeah, I'll, keep, this, on, I'll keep this rolling. <laughs> Definitely. Anyway, seven. Uh, Dawn needs an adult. 
Absolutely not. Donna's taking over ownership over the thieving, willing mm. to pay back any restitution on her own, even though, again, as I mentioned, how? We can't ask that question. No. Uh, I am impressed. I'm impressed with Don. I don't think she needs an adult at all. Nine. Nine mm, for her. Wow. Also, oh, also uh, at the end, she comforts Buffy when she puts it together that, oh, you've been fucking Spike oh, right, for sure. Right, right. From a look. Like, not only is it impressive that she was keyed in enough to the situation, key, no pun intended, to be like, oh, something just happened there. I think Buffy might be fucking Spike. And then to go to her older sister and be like, it's okay. And I don't judge you when I love you. Massive maturity adult points for Don. Monster of the week. Yeah, I don't know, man. Anya? Spike? I mean, Xander? None of them the trio? Are. I mean, yeah. it can't really be the trio until next week, so it's like... There is no Monster of the Week. Entropy. 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 Oh, what about Atrophy, itself? though? You know? Yeah, that's right. Atrophy is my personal We never name, thought about Atrophy this whole episode. Let's give Atrophy... Let's make that the demon. Anyway, it's got a, I, I gave it a five. Yep, it's a five because there's nobody. There's nobody. Life is the big bad. Uh, breakups are messy, but not deadly. And no one wants to see their ex move on, but when when you're still hung up, but you gotta love it when they come back. So, I feel like Willow and Tara make this episode not bad. You know, five again. Got to keep it neutral because it sucks that you're going through a breakup. It sucks to watch your ex have sex with somebody else, but it doesn't suck when your ex comes back to you when you're mm. still very in love with them. You know, mm. take the good, you take the bad. Anyway, five relationship goodness or badness. Everyone except for Willow and Tara is having a terrible time, but Willow and Tara are not having a terrible time, and they save it. I have to give them an eight on the strength of the lesbians alone. Episode specific, I just this is one of my favorite Buffy lines of all of the whole show of like a top ten. I should have been keeping a top ten anyway. Technically, you're one and a half. See, I thought a little levity might, but still, also no. SMG's delivery on that is like fucking comedy gold. It's just Mm -hmm. perfect. I love it. Ten out of ten for SMG for sure. 44 total, 4 of 18 for the season, right above Life Serial, right below last week's Normal Again. Yeah, I put it high as fuck. I just had a blast watching it. Again, the lesbians. On the strength of the lesbians and the montage alone was good enough for me because I love it. I love it so much. Anyway, Stacia, please tell me where you rank this episode. Uh, I put this at 22 out of 118. Nice. 22. 22 is high. It is high. Nice. What's it around? Uh, it's below Halloween and Band Candy. Below Halloween. Damn, yeah. you put Halloween up high. It's one of those weird ones. It's a good one, though. Not just, Classic. It was high to begin with in the first season, and it's never, you know, yeah. or in the second season, I guess. Mm. And it's never made its way down. Anyways, yeah, so below Halloween and Band Candy, and it's above Who Are You and Fool for Love. Mm. 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 I Fool am shocked that Who Are You is that high. That's a Faith episode, and everyone hates Faith but me, so... Uh, it's when they switch bodies and yeah. Faith just rags on Buffy and it's funny. Yeah. That's because... Uh, uh, who are you? The second part? Goodbye, I was the first part? Uh, I mean, no. that's when Faith and Buffy switch bodies and Faith meets Tara. Yes. So that's the second half. Okay. The first half's pretty weak. Yeah. Anyway, what did you put for the plot synopsis? Mm. Uh, it's not very interesting. I put Anya tries to curse Xander... Anya and Spike have sex. The trio have cameras. Willow and Tara get back together. Yeah, surprisingly wordy for one of your descriptions. Not always. Oh, uh, sometimes they're longer. Look at this one. This one goes off the page. Oh, dang. You're right. We had a yeah. lot to say Which, about bargaining part one. Oh, Holy moly. Sure did. Anyway, excellent. I think that's a great great place for it. I love the 22 ranking. I love it. And that means it's like 30-something below Dark Age. 
Or above, above God. No, above, above, yeah. Mm, above dark. Age. Yeah, 30 above-ish. Perfect. Uh, yeah. It's fine. I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> 22 sets more than fine. That's true. I don't know. Opinion. I mean, like, immediately I'm just like, this isn't better than Fool for Love. Why is it above Fool for Love? I don't know. Yeah. There's oh, well. So we, we make choices really and we don't know why. Yeah. That's how I feel. Daniel? true. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm not um, going to be as effusive. Um, I'm putting, Hell's Bells, I put it, the coveted number 50. I'm putting this one at 49 because I'm just kind of in a bad place. So things have got to go places. Um, It was good. I mean, like, I really like an episode that doesn't hinge upon the greatness of SMG and Trachtenberg. So they could Mm -hmm. just chill and be in fake Sunnydale and do stupid shit. (laughs) For the most part, they didn't do shit, Mm -hmm. which is great. And so you get two great marginal, you know, from the margins of our show, and you can still have an amazing episode, um, which I do think, like, their performances were really good. So I have to give it to them. We love Spike. We love Anya. And it's really cool to have them be together. And I just didn't remember how any of this happened. So I was nice and surprised about almost all of it. But it's also inconsistent. Um, I am, you know, obviously pissed off about the Tara Willow stuff. And I, mainly that she's not enough time. That's what I'm mad about. Um, and the whole Hell's Bells, I just can't let it go. So I just wish some of this was resolved in that. Because again, like the show, everything I say, it's like, it's almost coming to fruition, but it's coming in drips. Or it's coming in f- the form of different episodes and with the same idea that I want. So I'm like, I'm in a weird spot because I'm just mad at other episodes for not being this episode. And I just need to, <laughs> I got to let it go. Um, so, but yeah, I put this one above Hell's Bells and number 49 out of 137. And that puts it like, um, I never really do this because I don't ever look at it. But yeah, like Afterlife is 47, you know, and bargaining in them are 32. So that's when things kind of take a little leap. But I'm curious, we're almost near the end, Kelly. How is season six going at this point? It was so good. And then you kind of made a jibe uh, at it the last episode. And like, haha, this is actually not that great. How, how are you feeling so far before the willow turn? I think it's uh, it's going to end strong, I think. Yeah. I think then, like, even we'll see. I remember seeing Red, not just because Tara dies, being a pretty shitty episode. We'll so say. we'll see. Yeah. But, um, you know, the run up to the end should be, should should be, be pretty solid. Come. I mean, I'm excited. We'll, we will see. Please join us next time. For seeing red, uh, I don't know what to expect. I really don't I think it's gonna be tough to talk about, but hopefully, we'll muddle through until then. Stacia, oh, wait, I'm sorry, I forgot to say, what do you have anything else to say about entropy? No, Daniel, do you have anything else to say about entropy? No, I don't have anything more to say about entropy. This is all because we switched switch seats. Oh my god, okay, <laughs> Stacia, say goodbye. Goodbye, Daniel, say goodbye. Those are metaphor episodes. You're not the real beat me pod. <laughs> This is not. This is a sham, reversey, loosey-goosey, beat-me-pod. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. This episode was a metaphor. That's what I'm getting at. This episode was entropy. Yes. No. Stop using that word. <laughs> <laughs> I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs>
life, you have to move on. You have to get over it. Technology is pretty sophisticated. Lots of booby traps and firewall stuff. 